the Being Forces Friendly Podcast, a monthly podcast where we sit down with experts from the armed forces, government and business to discuss engaging with defence and the mutual benefits that come from it. Welcome to today's episode. This is focusing on spousal employment and today I sat down with three families federations and discussed the Forces Families Jobs Portal. This was launched four months ago. We're four months on and we sat down to get an update on where that's brought us to at the moment and what's planned over the next few months. Great, thank you and welcome along. Welcome to this um, edition of um, the Being Forces Friendly podcast. My name is Nat Haynes. I'm um, one of the sister assistant directors at Defence Relationship Management, looking after the account management team. And this edition will be um, concentrating on spousal employment issues. I'm a forces spouse myself, married to um, my husband who's um, been serving in the RAF for um, the past 20 years. We've been married for 10, moved around various different houses. So I've experienced a number of those challenges that we deal with um, firsthand, really. And I've championed um, spousal employment issues in my time at DRM. And I guess one of the key relationships to that has been um, that with the Families Federations from each of the three services and I'm delighted to welcome along uh, representatives from each of those. So before we go any further, I'm going to ask our guests today to introduce themselves. Hi, that's what I'm Caroline Woodwards and I'm the Communications Manager at the RAF Families Federation. Hi Nat, I'm Lucy Heaver. I am the Employment Specialist and Policy Advisor for the Naval Families Federation. Hi, and I'm Kirsty Cameron. I'm the project lead at the Army Families Federation. Fantastic. So, ladies, first of all, can you tell us about the Families Federations, um, what you do, and maybe the differences between the, the three Families Federations as well? Sure. I mean, I think in summary, the Families Federations are the voice of military families, and we work to improve the quality of life for military families around the world on any aspect that is affected by the military lifestyle. And this can include practical areas of support directly to families, as well as advocating for change with the change of command and policymakers too. But what we um, recognise is that we're all slightly different. We all yeah. approach different audiences. Um, the Army Families Federation very much approach the Army family, whereas the RAF and the Naval Families Federations are very much for the service person as well. So we are representing both them and all of their families. Fantastic. And if we talk about the work that you all do, um, what have been some of the, the highlights or successes, the kind of the, the wins that you guys have had? Can you tell us about some of those? So collectively, from a tri-service point of view, yeah. for us, it's the forces helped buy, actually. Okay. So the extension, as we know, that's just been extending now to the end of 2022. Yeah. So that's a real positive and that's gone down really well. And with all age ranges within the services as well. So we're particularly when we're out on stations, we're finding we're getting comments from some of the younger um, recruits to say that they're 
that they're looking to take up the forces helped by some are even waiting for that for that eligibility so that they can step right. onto that ladder which is really really encouraging so this 2022 has actually been waited for and, and very much welcomed and particularly with uh, the future accommodation model that's going to be running yeah. alongside um, offering more choice to people so that it's just going to help supplement that choice yeah that will have made a real difference won't it one of the other big projects that we've been working on as a tri-service um, background is the transition report that I wrote alongside colleagues from um, the Army and the RAF fan mm-hmm. last year lifting the lid on transition was published which then directly fed into the veteran strategy which in turn has led to a new uh, joint services publication for transition across all three services which is brilliant because it's really enhancing the support that our service leavers and their families importantly get when they leave the armed forces. Um, and I think for F as well as being part of those two key pieces of work um, is our continued work with the foreign and commonwealth families. Um, we've had some successes around this, for example, the recognition around the entitlement to Student Finance England funding for FNC families. But there continues to be a lot of work that we need to do and a lot of obstacles that these families in particular face. Um, so we have to continue working on articulating what those challenges are and then advocating for those changes. Fantastic. And I know that um, one of the things you guys have been working on together recently has been um, the the portal to enable um, spouses and partners to to apply for jobs um, for um, a yeah, for jobs and kind of job vacancies. Can you tell us a bit about that? So the platform came about because we, as the Families Federations, had a lot of companies approaching us saying we've got all of these opportunities available and we want to support service families. We recognise that they are a cohort that aren't necessarily supported as much as service leavers, for instance. Um, and alongside that, we recognised through our own anecdotal evidence that um there was a need for families to find employers who were supportive of the military lifestyle and understood the unique challenges that we as families face when trying to look for employment, whether that's the fact that we've got to move locations on a regular basis or we um, have got gaps in our CV Mm. or we need flexible leave arrangements to accommodate service personnel returning from overseas assignments and things like that. And we... Well, AF carried out a um, a report on behalf of all three families' federations looking into barriers that spouses face when it comes to employment. Um, And that very much cemented a lot of the anecdotal thoughts and evidence that we'd found ourselves and put it into writing for us, which was fantastic because it then came up with one um, key recommendation, which was that we needed to have a one-stop shop for spouses and partners and family members to be able to go to to access these employment opportunities, but also for employers to be able to post them into a space where they could then have access to that cohort. Fantastic. And so there were there were different sections to um, the the portal. Am I right? So there's um, there's employment and there's there's training as well. How important was it to have both of those elements? So extremely important because it's almost a bit of a chicken and the egg scenario in some respects because you've got um, partners of and indeed older 
children, so yeah. 18 to 25-year-olds, um, sons and daughters can can use Forces Families Jobs as well. Um, but it's it's almost some people have been out of employment for a while, whether that's because they've been in a remote posting or whether it's because they've had time out to be a parent yeah. and they want to come back in. They want to get themselves job ready again. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, then they need the support to help get their CVs back up to scratch and actually understand what, that tran- what transitional skills they've got that they can promote. So whilst they might have been at home, they've probably got good project management skills for example and it's how yeah, they how you pull that out of them to write it into a cv to to make them um marketable so that when they go out and also confident in themselves so they're yeah. not just finding a job they're finding the job that they would mm-hmm. like to have um that's that's the the aim for for the site um so that it goes hand in hand some people actually don't still don't want employment so we i was on a station the other day um, and one of the partners came up to me she said well i'm still not ready my children are tiny i still want to have time with them but i'd still like to exercise my gray matter so what training is there that i can at least tap into so that i can do a course and still feel like i'm i'm building myself whilst i'm being a mum as well so and that was great because there and then she'd seen a course within it's 32 uh, training providers oh. on forces families jobs at the moment so there's those all, all those different aspects that they can tap into and whether that's business startup mm-hmm. or whether that's you know you with the cv or media opportunities there's accountancy so there's quite a variety of things on there that people can can tap into which is is absolutely great and of course it's that knowledge for those people knowing that everybody that's advertising or promoting job vacancies on forces families jobs is a forces family friendly employer and they understand those unique um, challenges that come with being a mobile family and not necessarily a mobile family maybe a dispersed family they've set up Uh in home somewhere um, but actually they can still tap into this service as well okay fantastic and so the, the the portal forces families jobs that was launched um, back in the autumn September. September. That's right. Right, and and I know there was a lot of work went on behind the scenes before that. So, kind of for my team, we we were helping you in terms of connecting to employers that wanted to take advantage of that, and. So in terms of employers that are using the service, um, so that they're all organisations that have signed the Armed Forces Covenant, and am I right? There's um, each employer profile on there will show what level of employer recognition scheme they've been awarded as well. That's right. But in addition to that, from from the the point of view of the employers, what what's the benefit on on being on that service? On being on forces families yeah. jobs, well, it's two ways, two benefits in two ways really, mm. because obviously the employers get access to the yeah. individuals, but also the individuals can search on those levels. So if they're on a bronze, silver, Absolutely. or the gold recognition scheme, they can tap into those levels yeah. as well. So, so they automatically know it's a supportive employer that understands their situation, I guess. Yes, and to, to have that searchability where you can go and tap in, if you particularly want to go to, say, straight to a gold employer, let's miss out the others, if they want to, 
Yeah. Um, I, then obviously the facilities there on the website to do that, okay. as well as in the areas that they're going to be at. So if they're going to go on a new posting, they can look into those areas. And, and we were looking this morning, and there's two thousand nine hundred job vacancies now. That's fantastic, which isn't is it? great. So that's bit that's even grown what four five hundred questions. We did a search on Friday a couple of days ago. Yes. Actually, yeah. So in the space of two days, and those two days actually uh, being a weekend. So there's been four, four to 500 extra jobs gone on live within those two days. So it, Fantastic. our message to, to our family members is, and you know the youngsters is keep looking because even though if you look today and there's no particular jobs that takes your fancy, sign up and, and keep, keep watching. And keep watching those jobs time, and they're, yeah. they're just dropping in everywhere. And of course, as new companies are joining, joining coming on board to the, the platform as well. Then So recently we've got Microsoft and Morrisons, haven't we, that have yeah. just come in. And of course they're going to come in with mass, masses of opportunities. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sorry. I was going to say some of the additional benefits from an employer's perspective, though, as well as having access to what we've worked really hard to be an easy to use intuitive site. So it's really easy for them to use it to sign up and to get their jobs on there. Um, they're obviously demonstrating their commitment to the armed forces. It, the site enables them to write a short paragraph about what their commitment is. So not just yeah. about what the company is. They can write additional commitment to the covenant and, and to the, the, the wider community as a whole um, but I think it also speaks it goes beyond that for employers to this is an initiative that supports something that makes a social impact it has a wider mm-hmm. social impact and I think for companies today it's not just business as usual business critical mission critical focus on finance they do look at how they can have a wider impact on society Absolutely, this is a really important part of society and um, I think it's a really interesting opportunity for them to look at it as contributing to social impact yeah most importantly it's free employers don't have to pay a thing to be part of this and it gives them access to an untapped talent pool so in terms of impacting on their recruitment business then it's a really vital kind of piece of kit for them because it's just as you say it's free talent yeah kind of waiting to be tapped into and I think as well what's important is so from my point of view I manage our team of national account managers um, that look after those relationships between defence and and employers um, and within industry and so we look after the organisations that are signing up to the Armed Forces Covenant and we help um, mentor them through making nominations for the Employee Recognition Scheme, etc. And I think what we were finding previously is within Armed Forces Covenant pledges, organisations were making pledges to say they wanted to support spousal employment and they wanted to support the spouse and partner and not just veterans, reservists and all those other different um, categories within defence people that we identify. But they just didn't know how to find them. And I think this was a this was a really good thing for us because it's suddenly a product that we can offer to all those employers to say here you go sign up to this and there were there were spouses and partners just waiting to be found and and waiting for 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 jobs with employers that they know are going to support them and kind of get their situation so i think that was really important as well one of the other things that we pulled out of our research when we come back to the training providers is that mm. a lot of the time spouses weren't aware of a lot of the fantastic 
courses and organisations that are available to them. And this offered a fantastic opportunity to bring this all together into one place so that they didn't have to keep searching for different things. And it was all under one section so that they know exactly what what organisation what offers which service and, and, and so on. So it's a really, really useful tool in that respect. Fantastic. And actually, I think that figure was about 54%, so it's quite high, but spouses didn't know what was out there for them to tap into. So that, And so this one-stop shop, that we tend to call it fondly, is, is actually really a really good product. Yeah. And for us, we then have one, in, in effect, as families federations, one route to communicate. So that's our challenge then to push that communication out, whereas before we were having individual companies come to us and we were having to do individual communications for each company that approached us, whereas now we can do it as en masse yeah. with all the variety and get that mix in there as well. Yeah, it's a much out. more joined up offer and yes. it's nice to yeah. have a tangible product for our families and for the employers. Of There's course. something tangible like you said Nat that they this is a way that they can action their commitment it's a way that families instead of us telling them to have a look at this or look at that this is an actual tangible I can look for a job or I can look for training and I can access it Um, and I think the other key thing to say about it is that it continues to be something that will grow and change Mm -hmm. it was never designed to be all singing all dancing from day one where you can log on and get your job it was about it's a process and a journey and we've now got the spousal employment agenda out there and it's being talked about a bit more and as this project continues to grow and develop for the fanflets for yourselves mm. um, for the employers you know we anticipate that the platform will change that we'll be able to add to it that we'll be able to be responsive to users needs and to employers needs um, you know for example uh, some of the employers when they contact us to be on the portal they have different ways that they want to post jobs especially the big corporates they don't want to be sitting there manually posting jobs so we work with each corporate individually um, to define ways that they can get their jobs on that portal automatically using whatever systems they have already existing in place Um, so I think it's very much about being responsive and being able to be changed and being agile to the needs of families Mm -hmm. but to the needs of the employers and the training providers so you know what you see today keep checking keep coming back to the site because it is going to change and we are going to tweak it hopefully for the better because we're doing it based on what feedback we get one of the other pieces of work that we're doing around it is when employers come to us saying well how can we actually support spouses on the platform yeah what can we do to make our commitment better to them. We we are willing to have that conversation with them to see how they can look internally at their own policies and what they've got already, see what they're already doing, which most of the time they are, whether it's flexible working or the fact that it could be a guaranteed interview scheme or the ability to move between different locations if someone's posted or even yeah. just to work completely remotely um, but still tap in mm-hmm. once a month to the to the main location where they were previously. It's little things like that which might seem small but actually can be huge and life-changing to someone in a military situation who is tied by location and time and a certain time scale. Um, at times so yeah it's having those conversations and actually bringing it to life for the employer and and realizing how they can work around it and just adapt some of the policies that they already have that are, are really key and I think also from an employer's point of view it's having a think about what kind of jobs would work for the 
community that we're supporting. Yeah. Whereas not everybody wants a nine to five office based job. And I think it ties in with the wider change in society about how jobs and work are moving and changing. And certainly the more um, the more flexible jobs that there are on there are more appealing to spouses mm-hmm. because they need that flexibility. So somewhere there's home working, where there's different hours, where there's job shares. And we appreciate that not every employer is able to accommodate that. Um, but we've certainly had a number of interesting discussions with employers about how they, the kind of jobs they put on there and how if they have a think about those jobs, they can attract yeah. um, the particular talent pool that we have access to. It's probably fair to good to add in here as well. We've also running alongside this, we've got the what we call the military co-working hubs that are starting yeah. to gain momentum around sure. the country at various um, stations and bases. And actually, that's a good supportive tool to, to the spouses, I think, to our partners, because if in that particular area where they are and they work flexibility flexible working is an opportunity they can say that they've got access to a ready-made working station workstation because they can then join up to this to the working hub if there's one in their area i know there's one that's gone live at leeming yes and there's various other stations that are are in the process of setting them up bryce norton's just gone live with one as well so uh, it's not only those that have got their own businesses but you can say well i've got the facility to work in a networking environment. So I'm not going to be at home. I'm going to be in a working environment where where I'm around others as well. And so have the opportunity to network with other people yes. that may be alone working at the same time. Absolutely. So it stops that isolation element as well. Yeah. But also you learn from working with each other as well, don't you? You've got that co-working element yeah. where, you, where you get to network. So perfect. Okay. Um, so we've mentioned a few of the stats in terms of um, how the portal's been going. Can we just talk about, um, like, how that how that's been going over the past few months? So it was launched in September. So sure. we're what four months in. Yeah. Um, what what's the pickup like? Are we seeing applications coming through? Yeah. It. You know, it's really interesting because when we started it, we had a rough idea about what we wanted to achieve in terms of figures, but we really didn't know how it was going to go at all. We didn't know what the uptake would be from employers and we didn't know what the uptake would be from, from spouses. But we are nearly bang on four months this week which is exciting and um, as Caroline's already mentioned there are over 2,900 jobs on there Mm -hmm. which is great and I think we've worked really hard to make sure that there's a real spread of those jobs so location wise and geographically we have jobs across the whole country including the devolved nations but also the nature of the jobs that there's a complete range it's not a specialist portal there is a complete range of skills required. So it's all sectors it's all salary levels. Multiple sectors multiple salary levels multiple locations so it is very varied Um, we've got 32 training providers and that continues to grow and there are some really again varied and amazing opportunities on there so you can do social media courses you can do cyber security courses you can get access to business coaches you can find out how to write cvs it really is incredibly varied and as i say we are adding to that all the time so i think that's been incredibly successful and we've had a number of spouses come back and have signed up to some of those um, training courses already so that is really positive for us Um, and of course some of those are either free if not heavily discounted so yeah and then really good really could we do encourage people go and flick through the pages and have a look to see to see so to be a training provider on the site you have to either offer free or discounted training to 
the spouses. So that's one of the prerequisites for being on the site. And a lot of the training is able to be done remotely as well, which is a big yeah. bonus because you don't Great. have to be location focused for it either. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we've had 780 candidates register to date. So 780 spouses, which is, again, really positive. Um, and that continues to grow month on month. So it's something we look at every month. Um, and we've had 500, just over 550 applications to jobs. We're still waiting to hear about our first big success story from that. But okay. because the recruitment cycle takes a while, the site only went live yeah. um, in September interviews if you're assuming happen october november time uh, notice periods we will continue to monitor that and follow up on it but overall i would say the stats indicate an upward trajectory of numbers and uptake which is really positive um, and we have employers continuing to come in the ffj inboxes full this week from new employers wanting to sign up which is great which is fantastic yeah so it's all so, so the numbers are positive and you know from some of the stats we look about how much time people spend on the site and what pages they're looking at that's also really positive because there's quite a high uptake on the number of the amount of time that people spend on the pages which okay. means they're taking in the information yeah there's a really high um amount of time spent on the training pages as well which is great because it means people are actually looking at what those courses are um, and taking in the information um, and then obviously we've also had really good feedback from users that the site is really easy to use it's easy for them to register it's easy for them to um, set up job alerts so that's something we'd encourage people to do because your job that you want might not be on there now but in a couple of weeks time it may well be um, so I think overall the stats are are positive mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we'll continue to monitor them and make changes based on what we see. We've had a couple of employers phone in as well, haven't we, and said how easy it is to lo- upload the jobs so yeah, that it is fantastic. a quick and easy. If you are doing yeah. the manual upload, yeah. it is easy to do that as well. Yeah, so there, there is the functionality to have automatic links for larger employers that might have there is, a larger yeah. number. Um, right. And there are a couple of different ways of doing that with employers some of them have systems that they already use some mm-hmm. of them we look at different ways of doing it and all I would say to the employers if you've got a question around how you can automate your jobs feel free to drop an email to help at forces families jobs yeah. and we can pick it up because everybody will have a specific requirement um, but if they do use something called Broadbean that's already integrated and free to use so uh, the site's Fantastic. ready for that okay and I know you said that um, obviously we, you, we've got some great stats in terms of the people that have signed up to use it and the number of applications that you've had. You mentioned you're waiting for to hear about that first placement, yeah. which we're all eager to hear about. Are you able to track that or is that dependent on getting feedback from employers? It's really difficult to track directly off the site because what, and um, I think if we could do that, we might know about it sooner. Yeah. But we have to get the feedback from the candidates themselves or from the employers because once the candidate CV has gone to that employer, we know that it's gone to them, but we don't know whether that employer granted an interview or they went through the interview process. So we are working with employers at the moment to okay. f- do regular follow-up with, with them to say, hey, let us know yeah. when you get someone. No, absolutely. So to any employers that are listening that have been using the system already, that, that's yeah. really important for us to get 
that information back. Please just drop us an email, call (laughs) us by phone, send a pigeon, um, just (laughs) let let us know. We're really keen to to find out. And and also the three FAMVEDs work with families all the time. So we are asking people, um, all of our families as we go along and hopefully along the grapevine, we'll be able to um, pick up on that. Perfect. Um, So I think it's a really interesting project. I know this isn't the only project that you guys have worked together on, but it has been a change in terms of you guys all coming together and kind of driving something forward. What kind of challenges did that bring or kind of opportunities maybe? I think it's a really, it's been an interesting challenge, but it's been a great opportunity to work together because um, I think we've seen although we all support military families I think there's subtle differences between Mm -hmm. the three services with what our families need and how they respond so it's been really interesting to make sure that what we did with forces families jobs was applicable to all three of the service families Um, I think it's also been really well received by outside organizations who have said it's really lovely to see the three services coming together, working together, producing one resource that is for everybody in the military rather than one for the army and one for the RAF and one for yeah. the Navy. So it's yeah. it, the response has been fantastic. And we like working together. We, it's, a, it's a great team. We're in constant <laughs> yeah. contact. Um, and it's, it's just great that we can do something for the greater good of everybody rather than just on our own sometimes. And I think you make a stronger social impact when you have a more diverse group of people working on any project. You have diverse opinions, um, you're able to think about more issues more widely and I think that makes for a bigger, a better product. Um, So the more diverse your team and the more diverse the skill set and experience, the better the actual project is. And I think that's certainly been true of this project as well. Mm. Yeah, it's been a win-win, hasn't it? Because I mean, we've learned off each other as well. Yeah. Um, manpower are obviously key to helping with the initial training of the site yeah, and everything, and weren't they? And the build and the, the technical consulting and the development of the actual site as we've gone along. So manpower behind the um, the actual kind of. Um, framework of it, the, the system itself. They they helped us choose the partner, the technical okay. partner to use, and they and they were an invaluable resource to us in terms of um, employment law, best practice when it comes to recruitment websites because it's quite a niche product. It's quite mm-hmm. focused. It's not like building any website. It's transactional. You've got people's data. You've got a huge range of GDPR. GDPR issues to deal with because you're holding people's data we're also conscious we're holding data that belongs to military families so manpower are great in helping us work through all of the implications and all of the processes that we need to have in place to make sure that all of the the system work but all of the data and the governance behind the system was in place too. So, yeah, it was definitely a wide team effort, not just from us, but from other partners. And obviously, Broadbean were great in um, integrating to to the site because a lot of corporates use Broadbean as their um, yeah. multi-poster. So that certainly helped. So it was, and I think that goes back to my point about it being a really diverse team and getting input from everybody. And obviously, from DRM's perspective, we wouldn't have had all the employers that we did if we didn't have you guys, you know, getting the message out there and getting the employers to come and sign up, um, which has been brilliant as well. Um, and, you know, it was a, it's that thing where I think it snowballs. Once we had a few of the big gold employers, yeah. suddenly we found we had a lot more 
employers ready to engage and sign up and talk to us. So that's been an invaluable part of the process because we wouldn't have the site if we didn't have the employers. No, absolutely. And I think that's um, that's a key factor as well. So one, one of the, the kind of the key points of a gold award holder is that they should be advocating to their partner organizations what they're doing and kind of and, and recommending that others follow suit by so by them signing up to use forces families jobs is a great way of spreading that message across yeah. across similar companies so i think that's fantastic um excellent so so what's next are there any um, what what where do you see forces families jobs going from here um what what's kind of next on the horizon one of the latest things that we're looking at is how we expand the site to include things such as voluntary roles okay um and potentially other things that come to us so a lot of the feedback that we're getting from families when we are out and about and speaking to them we're taking back to the team discussing how or if it's possible to implement that onto the site to make it more user-friendly for them. Um, and one of the things that came back was voluntary roles and how we can better highlight those. Um, so rather than having them just lost in amongst all the paid employment roles to, to pull them out so that people can find them more easily. Right. So that's going to be something that's going to appear in the next few weeks um, and just see where it goes from here. Um, and I think it's definitely, you know, it's a, it's a uh, Force Family Jobs is a platform and it's a community. And so I think we want to see and explore ways that we can grow that community. Obviously, you've got the actual product and we will continue to focus on developing the product. And that's based very much on the users, on the families and on the employers and on the training providers. What kind of feedback are we getting? How can we tweak it? How can we change it? But also, I think it's about broadening it and making it part of a regular conversation and a regular community. Um, So we'd like to explore ways of doing that this year. So taking the conversation beyond just the portal. And and I think keeping that spousal employment agenda top of mind, certainly in terms of um, making sure that the policymakers, ministers, government are aware of it and can help support us on that journey. So as three families federations, for us, certainly, we're still having our regular meetings um, at both an operational and a strategic level um, to make sure that we can keep the the website evolving and that everything, and hence volunteering coming in as the next kind of focal point. But it's that what's next and how are we going to just keep tweaking it as it it should be really, but it's just to keep it current and, and keeping those opportunities out there and also just getting the message out as much as we can, really. That's going to be our biggest, and it always is going to be the biggest challenge, especially for those families that live out in their own communities, as we've already mentioned, reaching those families um, and the younger the younger, the younger families. families. Yeah, and we've got new there's new families joining the services all the time. Yeah. Um, and they they may not have experienced the kind of spousal employment issues yet, but once they do, we want to make sure that we have a way of letting them know that this is something that can help support them in that journey. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it's a great place to start looking. So you're right, I think communicating more and more widely and amplifying the communication is a really important part of the project. One of the other spaces that we're looking at is the fact that although we've been very successful so far in getting 360 employers on board to date, a lot of those are national employers. And mm-hmm. although we've got quite a good spread across the country, when um, a family might look in Liverpool, for instance, and search for a job around Liverpool, they might not find a huge amount of jobs that will come up in that search. So our job now is to work regionally with 
local employers to get local employers on who can offer jobs in smaller businesses as well as yeah. the large businesses so there are more opportunities on your doorstep as such rather than just having mm-hmm. to widen your search area out that just a bit further so I think that's a, an area that we'll definitely be looking at mm-hmm. as to how we can grow that how we can build our relationships on a, on a more regional and local level fantastic okay so um to anyone listening in terms of how they find Families Forces jobs, I know that the link to that is going to be um, in the information that goes along with this podcast. Um, but anyone can can sign up online, be employer or job seeker. They would just go to the Families Forces job website. Is that how it Correct. works? Correct, yeah. And the beauty, I think, is that you can actually explore the whole website without actually having to sign up. Yeah. You can go. You don't have to register all your details first before you can get beyond the first couple of pages. You can yeah. you can explore everything first. The only time you need to register is obviously when you want to upload your CV in advance proactively, yeah. or obviously if you want to apply for a job. But it, there are no hidden bits to it. To no, the site, there's no there? restricted areas. So all of the training information, etc., you can access without even having to sign up. Okay, fantastic. Um, so if there were any kind of um, final points to make in terms of why an employer should sign up, why um, job seekers would sign up, um, what, what would your, your words to them be? I think for employers, you know, recruitment is an expensive process. This doesn't cost you anything. Mm. Plus, it demonstrates your commitment to the military community and it's making a wider social impact. So it, it's kind of a win-win. Give it a try. If you know if it doesn't work for you, you don't have to stay on it. But we feel confident that once you've had a try, you'll like what you see. And okay. I think the same probably goes for, for, for spouses and, and family members is have a look at the site. You don't even have to sign up. But if you do sign up, you can then create things like job alerts, which means you can get notification when a job has come in that you like, even if there isn't one that's there now. But have a look at the training, um, spread the word, talk to people about it. And, and equally importantly for for everybody, if there's something that you want to see that it's not there or if you've got any ideas or something that you'd like to talk to us about, drop the team an email and, and we'll see what we can do. Fabulous. Well, ladies, thank you very much for joining us. That was really helpful. Um, thank you very much. Thanks for thank having us, Thank you. If you don't want to miss out on next month's episode, then hit the subscribe button. And if you have any questions for us or want to know more, you can contact us on Twitter at DRM underscore support. Thank you very much for listening. 